Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, a celebration of fuck-ups, failures, and falling flat on your face. This is a podcast that believes you can learn from experience, but that experience doesn't have to be your own. Ha, I'm a perfect and I'm a functional fuck-up. Let's learn from somebody else's mistakes. And today we are learning from Akil Maharaj. Now, Akil is a comedian. Uh, he's part of the Not Quite Right comedy crew, which uh, you've probably heard me mention, you know, once or twice here and there over the last year or so. And yeah, man, Akil's fucking funny, dude. Really one of my one of my favorite comedians. And this chat is absolutely fucking wild. I mean, it's awkward as fuck because Akil is a, a bit awkward when it comes to being asked questions and shit. But uh, it also gets really fucking funny. And we say uh, some pretty out-of-pocket shit. Like, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, straight up, like, front, right off the bat, that, uh, yeah, man, turns out you can't say anything. <laughs> like, you really can. Uh, whether or not it should be published, uh, that's, uh, that's a whole different question. But, yeah, you're going to get to hear most of the conversation we had unedited uh, or just edited for clarity i guess so yeah man you're in for you're in for a good time and uh yeah if you want to come have a good time in real life come join us on wednesday night on the 14th of february whether you're single whether you're dating whether you know i don't i don't know what your relationship status is but come and come and hang out with us come and have a laugh comedy is hosting and yeah we're trying to make it like a bit of a thing you can get your tickets and be entered into a draw for pizza and drinks and stuff like that and then next week friday um myself akil uh comedy <laughs> tubs and then robbie collins are all performing at noah's pub out on the bluff that is on the 16th of february uh, the 21st of February is my birthday, so that's going to be quite fun. Come on through to Ace's Pizza. Uh, every Wednesday, we do the open mic there. And then, anything else? Oh, yes, 30th of March, the Bioscope in Joburg. Uh, tickets and stuff will go on sale for that probably towards the end of the month. So, look forward to that. And uh, going to show just a little bit more, because uh, this podcast is brought to you by you which means you can support it by going to patreon.com forward slash almost perfect and uh, subscribe for as little as a dollar a month. If you don't want to do that, so you can't afford that. Hey man, like, subscribe, share, comment. All of that helps immensely. But yeah, like I was saying, uh, Akil is a comedian and he's actually from Richards Bay. And every single Wednesday, well, not every single Wednesday, but most Wednesdays, he drives all the way from Richards Bay to Durban, does five minutes of comedy, and then drives all the fucking way back, which is a level of dedication that I don't think I would have to anything at all, ever. So I fucking admire the fuck out of that, genuinely. It's one of the reasons why we're like, yeah, no, this dude, this dude needs to be part of the team because A, he's funny as fuck, and B, that is commitment. So yeah, he's someone who I've really enjoyed getting to know over this last year. He's a funny motherfucker, depressive motherfucker, but funny. And yeah, this last year in general has just been really dope with the Not Quite Right crew. Like, you know, Akil and I knew each other from the Winston days from, you know, he's been doing comedy for a bit. And, you know, I've always dug the dude, but didn't really know him. 
and I think you'll get to know him fairly well through this conversation. Like, fairly well. You'll get a good uh, look into the kill that I know, because, like, he'll, you'll see just now. He'll, he'll tell you himself that he's not exactly the most uh, open person. <laughs> like, you've got you've to poke and prod a little to get, to get some answers out of him. But you don't need to poke or prod to get jokes out of him. Like I said, we, you this this whole podcast is 90% jokes and then a little bit uh, of talking about depression, which also brings up some jokes. Uh, we chat about Norm MacDonald, which also brings up some jokes. So yeah, if, you, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, there's a lot of jokes in this one. There's a lot of us just fucking laughing at each other and... Yeah, just uh, go into this knowing that. Like, if you go into this expecting some jokes and sarcasm, hey, that's exactly what you're going to get. If you go into this one expecting a deep discussion where we tell our true and honest feelings and opinions on things, yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's, there's, there's a touch of that interspersed. But the great thing about being a comedian is you can always just say, oh, I was joking. No one, <laughs> no one has to know what your real, actual opinion is. Although, I don't know. I think, I think it comes through sometimes in the text. I think that is definitely something we chat about, actually, in just a little bit. Because, yeah, I'm rambling. I'm jibber-jabbering. So, fuck it. It's time for the Almost Perfect Podcast with Akil Maharaj. So, how are you living, Akil? I'm living uh, day by day. How are you doing? Oh, you're living that full house life, step by step, day by day. Uh, I'm not part of that uh, generation, Bob. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I don't, don't even don't fucking come with that shit. Bob's a boomer. <laughs> I'm from the generation that watched, like, I grew up watching Young Sheldon. Grew up watching, uh... See, now I can't tell if you're fucking with me. Do you know that Young Sheldon is, is like a new series, right? Think... Yeah, and it's shit. Like, so that's why I was yeah, like... I don't watch it, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Or you're just trying Actually, to make like like Big Bang Theory for me personally. Big Bang Theory and all of that stuff is like very uh, it's like uh, it's like nerd cultural appropriation, and I, I don't support it. Oh, you don't feel represented by Big Bang Theory? No, because it's all like fake. Like it's like fake science stuff. It's like they always like trying to touch on these hot button issues, and then and then like people who vaguely know about science, they're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, they mentioned a, a black hole dying, uh, or a, a star dying becomes a black hole, and they made a joke about it. It's so funny. Yeah, I mean, half their jokes are just like like pop culture references as well, like Star Wars reference, yeah. Lord yeah. of the Rings reference. And it's yeah. like that is just the yeah. fucking joke. You know, I hate that fucking shit. But I mean, I guess since we're talking about it, so uh, what do you watch, and what have been some of your influences over the years? I I don't know. I, I like um. Oh, there's this one show. It's it's like one of my favorite shows ever. It's called Kenny versus Penny. Oh I fuck! I forgot it. about that. That used to be on Comedy Central or something. Oh, it was Adult Swim. Hey. No, yeah, yeah. It was like uh, there was a channel called um, something Max. It wasn't Show Max. It was something. Or was it Show Max? I don't know. But there was a channel near Comedy Central, like near it on DSTV. And uh, they had the show Kenny versus Benny. And it was just two Canadian guys that used to like basically torment each other. And it was most, it's like a reality show, but extremely graphic and uh, a lot of insult comedy. And it's a lot of most fucked up pranks you've ever seen. 
Yeah, basically. It's it's kind of, but check it out. The whole thing's on YouTube. The 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 whole se- series is on YouTube. Uh, Kenny, the guy who the main who, asshole who was part of yeah yeah he uh, he uploaded them all to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, did you ever get into like Wonder Shousen? What's that? Wonder Shousen. Oh fuck! It was this fucked up show that like was on MTV, and they used to have like I'm sure you've seen it where there's this kid that like there's this little girl who goes on Wall Street and like interviews like some of the bankers and stuff there, and just like is like. You know what is it like to have blood on your hands and <laughs> like shit like that. No, I've never seen that. Uh, you, you, that's from the sixties. Yeah, when MTV was you know dying was the sixties. <laughs> uh, just me making lame attempts at old jokes to Bob. But no, <laughs> I I don't know what else did I like growing up. I remember that you know for me like all the stuff that influenced me is all the stuff that like mildly traumatized me when I was younger. You know, like Kenny versus Benny was very graphic and very you know, jackass and stuff, very graphic. Another thing that uh, definitely uh, shocked me when I was a child uh, was South Park. So oh, yeah. when I was younger, when I was younger, my father used to work at this hardware shop and I would uh, go and hang out with him on weekends or whatever. And this hardware shop was go, next go to Go and hang out with this. him or go and work for oh, him? Like, like, go, no, no, go and, go and hang out while he's working. And okay. I'll just walk around. Yeah, I'll just walk around and do that. And uh, there was a cash converters next door. And I used to just love going into the cash converters and looking and checking out all the stuff. And they used to have a TV there that was for sale. And on that TV, they used to play the South Park movie. You know, the one where... Bigger, like, longer, and Yeah. Yeah. Saddam Hussein. Was Saddam Hussein with uh, Satan. Yeah. Saddam Hussein with Satan. Yeah. I can change. Yeah, that, I, can change. I remember that. And it will be a dirty little battle. <laughs> I watched that thing when I was like, like seven or six, or I was uh, like eight or seven or something. And I remember that shocking. Me. I was like, "What the hell is this?" Okay, I'll tell you a but story about cool. that movie that I don't think I've ever told in public. Yeah. Uh, I watched the thing when I was like twelve years old. I think that's when the movie came mm-hmm. out, and I saw it in theaters with my friends. And went back. My mom was working at the bowling center down on the beachfront at the time. And uh, yeah, in front of my friends, I asked her what a clitoris was. Oh, no, that's horrible. Yeah, I asked, I asked my dad once what, what was a vagina. Uh, we were watching <laughs> Austin Powers and, and in front of my whole family. And I was like, everyone was laughing at some vagina <laughs> joke that was made in the movie. And I was like, what's a vagina? And then everyone just kept quiet. No one even, I was, I thought it was a map or something. Because I, I, like, <laughs> I was trying to match the joke with, with what I saw on the screen. And I was like, that guy's face looks like a map is on its own vagina. must be a map. <laughs> and then obviously I grew up and. Oh, wow, cause it was like a lot of vagina. Was that no, the... it was like, uh, you know, that fat bastard, that fat, fat bastard character. I think yeah. he lost a lot of weight and then his uh, like, skin was yes. hanging on his face. Okay. Now, now I, now I remember it. Yeah, for me, it was like in the movie, it just looked like this big, like, jube jube, <laughs> like finding the clits and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck is it? Yeah. I'd never seen a vagina in real life. You know, I had no clue what the anatomy was. And oh, me too, bro. So, shout outs to South Park because not only did it teach me like a lot about like politics and stuff like that, and you know, just what's going on in America. To me, like, South Park is how I find out the news basically when it comes to America. But also, yeah. how about you feel about something? Pardon? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely taught me about sex. <laughs> uh, definitely. 
And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> probably probably a bad thing. It's probably better than learning everything from porn, though. Uh, yeah, but I kind of uh, grew up in that generation where when I was like in grade four, my friends, uh, or grade five, my friends would come up to me and be like, do you know what's porn? And you know, like you're a kid, you're supposed to be like, you don't want to be the one left out. Uh, yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, I know, I know what it is. You know, I have no idea what it was. And then they were telling me all these stories and I was like, what the fuck? This sounds disgusting. Yeah. Fast forward a few years later and it's a big part of my life. <laughs> what porn? <laughs> yeah. Uh, how often you how often you look at porn a day? At least about no, I was gonna joke. Um, <laughs> maybe like one time a day. Yeah, once a day is healthy. I, I don't know if it's healthy, but I won't even. I'll just look at it and then I'll look away or something. I've downloaded like blockers and stuff to go on on your phone because I feel like it's bad for you, but I can't help it sometimes, you know, because I don't get uh, a real female. Uh, uh, the touch, I don't, I don't feel the touch of a real female. So, I hope you're not like Jordan Peterson here. Hey, this isn't an incel podcast. Yeah, so I was listening to Andrew Tate. Um, <laughs> he, told, he told me that, no, dude, really, Andrew Tate told me that if I sell all my um, Bitcoin, yeah, my Bitcoin, and I buy a Casio, uh, you know, the data, the Casio data bank, the Casio calculator watch. I'm like one step closer to achieving greatness. So that's what I'm busy doing right now. That sounds like a good plan. Dude, I, I think I got like half a Bitcoin somewhere. But I swear. I mean, at a time that would have been worth something, but I don't know fucking anymore. Like, yo, that was you know, a crazy. You know, like, in, like did, did you ever buy Bitcoin? Like when, yeah. Like, when I, it was popping off? Yeah, dude, I made like, like a, few, day, right? like a bit day, of money day. off of that shit. Like, for real. Like, you know, you like how much uh, did you make? couple grand yeah that's all right but i mean like i'm saying like you know if you got in early because i remember hearing about bitcoins when they were like 500 grand of bitcoin and i Same. thought it was like so expensive Same. And, and uh shit dude but i mean it was too expensive since it became fucking worthless essentially it's like it was one of those things yeah, that like you can still sell it, right? yeah yeah i mean but then you're just yeah. finding the bigger fool you know yeah yeah isn't that what uh, jordan peterson said uh yeah, either him or you know Oscar Wilde or whoever else. <laughs> you know every fucking quote Joe gets attributed. Me, Joe to. Rogan and Joe Rogan and uh, Oscar Wilde. Uh, I don't even who's Oscar Wilde by the way. Uh, he's just this old podcaster from back in the day. He's a gay podcaster. Oh yeah, just like Mark Maron. <laughs> you listen to Mark Maron. <laughs> yeah, was that meant to be like a homophobic joke or something? No, I'm just saying. That only gay guys listen to Mark, Mark Maron. <laughs> only gay guys listen to Mark Maron, okay. Oh, fuck. This isn't the WhatsApp group, you know that. This isn't the Not Quite Right WhatsApp group. Dude, I'm joking, bro. Everything I say is a joke. That's my, uh, as a comedian, I get I get that privilege in society. I can say anything and it's a joke, so. No, but haven't you heard comedians can't say anything anymore? Yeah, but uh, I, I haven't reached that level of fame where anyone gives a shit. So, <laughs> so you're just gonna speak out of pocket? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna be insane until the wheels fall off. I mean, people didn't give a shit about Joe Rogan dropping the N word a million times until they did, and then there was that super cut. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I love that one of my favorite YouTube videos. 
<laughs> what just so I listen to that every yeah 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 in every black morning, people uh, like monkeys uh, and shit. I just listen to I listen to Andrew Tate's uh, motivational video and then I listen to that Joe Rogan inward video. <laughs> then I'm ready. <laughs> Fuck the Joe Rogan experience. I'm sure you have listened to the podcast a bit though. Yeah, I used to be a big Rogan head back in the day. I used to listen to a lot of his podcasts when he was like more of a normal kind of type of guy. But these days, it's like kind of unbearable to listen. Only if he has like a cool guest or if he has like MMA fighters, then I listen to it. Because uh, yeah, I find that interesting. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I know you listen to him sometimes for the MMA fighters or whatever. Literally, <laughs> like that is yeah. the only stuff I really care about. Like when it comes to Jorgen, I'm like, okay, he's talking about fighting. The thing he knows about, yeah, let me listen. When he talks about literally anything else, I'm just like, what the fuck do you know about this? Imagine, like, when we were younger, we were watching Joe Rogan on, like, Fear Factor on ETV. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at that guy. And we weren't even, like, paying attention to it. We were busy looking at the fucking worms and everything. And who knew that that guy was going to become, like, the biggest fucking whatever he is uh, in the world. Podcaster. I mean, it's kind of, like, yeah, similar to the Trump thing, you know? people. Like you, yeah. you just got to do something detestable, and that, uh, yeah, lots of people watch and they they see you, and then they're like, ah, that guy, I remember that guy from that thing. I'm gonna make him president, or I'm gonna make him the most powerful fucking publisher in the world today. Yeah, but I like, uh, I like, I like some of the controversial guys. I like, uh, I like, cause it's fun, bro. Like I used to listen to Joe Rogan because it was fun. To like uh, hear all the conspiracy. I used to love listening to conspiracy theories. Oh, that was my, f- that was my favorite shit. Bro. Yeah, like, but when everyone day, agrees like, that it's just a fun theory, sure. Like, but these guys like believe it. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I growing up, I love conspiracy theories. I read lots about yeah. them. I found it really interesting and fun and stuff. But that's it. It was always just like a fun thing. Whereas you get some people who are like, no, no, the Illuminati, like, is real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they take it to the extreme, bro. They don't want to. They don't. They want to like ruin your day with it. You know, they want to tell you like you're listening to a song, and they'll tell you, "Ah, oh, this is the devil wrote this thing," and you're like, "Come on, bro. Like, okay, I get it. Why don't we talk about like uh, crop circles or something?" You know? Yeah, let's talk like about the fucking moon landing. Let's talk about JFK, the classics. You know? Yeah, yeah, the classics, nine eleven, classics, bro. <laughs> exactly. Why are we talking about pizzas and pedophiles? Like, oh shit. Yeah, um, this is going to be buried by YouTube now. Fuck. <laughs> you, put it, you put it on YouTube. You just yeah, uh, uh, we bleeped it. We'll edit it out. <laughs> I'll edit it for you, dude. Don't worry. Okay, thanks. You're gonna edit it from your side there. Oh, if you if you want to do it, yeah. Oh, I'll send you the link to the Joe Rogan N word video, and then that'll motivate you. Because <laughs> some one day someone will have a one day someone will have a. a, a the Bob Perfect's uh, pedophile supercut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The supercut for Bob. <laughs> oh fuck! Oh god, dude. But yeah, <laughs> I like that we've nearly gone for like twenty minutes and we've said fucking nothing. So let's actually get to know you a little bit. Uh, you're from Richards Bay, right? You you always been yeah. outside, or did you guys move there? And how's that experience been? Because obviously the external idea of the bay is not very um flattering no i mean look richard's bay is uh i don't i'm not the ambassador for richard's bay firstly so it's a boring place it's a really boring place but it has a beach it has like 
it's a, it's it, you feel uh, relatively safe here. It's not that bad. But didn't your phone get stolen there? Yeah, but that's because I was like completely wasted, and uh, it was like I was asking for it. So it, <laughs> when that happened, easy so every day. And that guy, and that guy, uh, <laughs> and that guy, uh, he went to Durban after. Like I did the final phone thing, and then the next morning he was in Durban. So I was like, okay, no, he's not a Richard Spay guy, he's a Durban guy. So I, I don't feel that bad about it. But yeah, Richard Spay is, Richard Spay is, uh, yeah, grew up in Richard Spay my whole life. I've always been there. I like it. I, don't, I mean, I don't like it. I hate it actually, but it's not too bad. A lot of, a lot of friends, yeah, I guess. Oh, you've got friends? I've got like three or four friends. Wow. That's, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty I proud no of idea. myself. <laughs> I mean, you should be. I am, yeah, no, dude, I am 100%. You know how hard it was for me to make friends when I was younger? Shit. Well, tell me about it. What was school and shit like? Yeah, no, it was okay. Uh, school was, school was tough for me. Like, uh, I was, I, cause I'm, I'm like, uh, for the listeners, I'm a very like nerdy Indian kid guy. Like, I use glasses all the time. I've used them my whole life. I'm like, I was super skinny. I, 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 now I'm like skinny fat, but anyway, um, I, uh, so at school was like, I was, I was expected to be very smart at school, but I wasn't until <laughs> like 11, until like grade 11. And then I started doing well, but yeah, school was, school was fun. I was, there was something I was going to tell you now. Um, yeah. Like tell me a story of being bullied or fucking ostracized or how you made friends. Or... Oh yeah. So, so let me tell you something that's quite, uh, I, I've told my therapist this because it's so <laughs> weird. I don't know. If I don't know if it's uh, so. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, uh, like a normal thing or not. So when I was younger, I used to. Uh, I was good at. I was kind of good at making friends, right? Because I would. Uh, I, I would be a very uh, likable person, and n- you know now I do stand up comedy, but um, when I was younger, I was like developing that um, funny bone, like. Uh, yeah, the funny bone that like protect, what, what do you call it? Self, like defense mechanism, which is <laughs> jokes, right? So I, I saw, I was developing that when I was younger. So like, uh, so something I used to do, right? When I would hang out with my friends from school, like, like we'd go hang out at a friend's house is I would literally have like, uh, stories prepared and, and like anecdote, anecdotes to say, <laughs> I don't know if that's how you say the word. And, and stuff like interesting things to say so people think I'm an interesting guy and I'll have it prepared and ready to go. Did you ever do that? Not quite that, but I did have um, like the friends in the, like in my neighborhood and that's my friends in the area would always be like, they'd always make fun of me because like I'd tell them some stuff or whatever. They'd say something. I'd be like, oh, that's like this, whatever. And they'd be like, how do you know them? I'd be like, oh, I read it in a book. And so I used to, used to get dissed by all the local kids for reading books. Like literally, they <laughs> would be like, "Oh, you read it in a book." The worst, the worst thing you can do as a child, though, is like read books but not be good at school. That's like, yeah, you, you might as well like you're like a you're like a crazy person. You like like I, I used to be one of those guys. I'll yeah. sit and read books in class, not focus on the work in, in school, not read the school books, and uh, you just look like a freaking idiot. You look like uh, people look at you and they're like. You're sitting and reading the whole day, but you can't read the fucking five pages from a maths textbook or something. I mean, I get that, dude. And you have glass money. Yeah, like, I was, like, a solid C or B student, like, my whole life, because, like, I just never did anything, you know, because I would actually rather be reading books. Like, I'd get the English set workbook and finish that in, like, the first week, you know? 
and then still be reading other shit at mm. home. Like I was a library monitor and everything. So like, but I would bunk school oh, to like stay at home and read and watch movies and shit. You know, I was like, why the, I don't want to fucking go and spend time with those people. Like I fucking hated school. Bunk school and go to church and stuff. You, you're like such a rebellious, uh, <laughs> like a good rebellious boy when you're growing up. Bunk, bunk and read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bunk, bunk school and, and, and read books. Holy shit. Yeah, because the fucking fantasy world in the books was better than the life I was living. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel that. But you're like homeschooling yourself. Yeah, and I, mean, I eventually got my matric through Damlin at home, so it makes sense. Oh, uh, But uh, yeah, so you had anecdotes lined up in the back pocket there. I mean, do you still do that? Was that was that why you got into comedy? No, I uh, no, I stopped that. But uh, yeah, no, I've stopped that. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, there's this funny story on the tongue. Someone. Uh, then I find out it's not funny, but yeah, no, mostly um, I used to do that when I was younger, when I wanted to make friends. Now with the comedian friends and stuff that I have, I don't really socialize other than comedy. So I don't, I'm not trying to impress you guys. You finally found people that are weirder than you. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Beautiful thing. <laughs> hey, did you? Yeah, I don't know. What are you going to say? some wild behavior. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I'm uh, sworn to secrecy. Yeah, let's not get too much into it. But are your friends like annoyed with you at this point by you being like, oh yeah, I've got this joke about that thing? Because I know for me, like a lot of the time, like I'll just be talking to people and like something will come up and they'll be like, oh yeah, I've got a joke about that. And then tell them it's and like I'm sure they're getting annoyed at this point. Yeah, no, I, I don't do that. I, uh, you know, like my friends will tell me, like, uh, no, you need to write write about this. Oh, yeah, if I ever come to your show and you're writing about me, uh, I'll be very angry and I'll be like, okay, fuck off. But otherwise, uh, no, my my friends don't. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah, my 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 friends. Uh, I I sometimes I do this thing, right? So I when I'm like in a place, and I don't, I'm not really like a super social person. Like I'll just sit on my own and like look at my phone or whatever, right? So sometimes when I'm in, like when I see everyone's talking, everyone's having a good time, I'll just keep quiet and I'll just like observe and look around. And then uh, <laughs> I sound like a serial killer. And then sometimes people will look at me and they'll be like, they'll be like, uh, <laughs> my friends will look at me and they'll be like, oh, he's thinking of, uh, he's observing me for a joke. And I'll see them get uncomfortable. And it makes me like, I don't know why. I think I'm a crazy person, but I, that's what I I enjoy doing that to people sometimes. I'll just sit and look at them for like five seconds and they think I'm like uh, analyzing them or something. <laughs> I mean, speaking of analysis uh, and being a crazy person, you did mention you're going to therapy now. How's that been going? To be honest with you, I haven't gone this whole January. I don't know why. I'm trying to figure out why, but I'm going to go back. I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know why I'm not going, but it's been good so far. It's been quite helpful just talking to someone uh, about things. They've obviously got a little bit of an understanding of things. It's expensive though. Yeah. That's partially the reason why like, I haven't done it. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty helpful. It's pretty helpful. I, I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> well, what, what like, you know, inspired you to start going? I was just like super depressed uh, last year, um, sometime. Okay. I don't know when, in June or something, or like May, 
somewhere around there. And then, yeah, I just got like super depressed and I was, it was like stress at work mostly that, that was causing it. But it's also just like a natural thing, but I've always been like a very depressed person ever since I was younger. So it's just like something in particular. It's just something that I've always wanted to do. And um, I just felt like it was uh, necessary. I, I gave a, I gave a fudge. Uh, I gave enough of a fuck to do it at that point. Yeah. I don't know uh, why, but uh, I was like, part, part of it was because I'm paying for medical aid. And I was like, I've got to like, Screw these guys over as much as possible. Yeah, I gotta use this thing. But yeah, otherwise I like it. I'm taking like the antidepressants and stuff. I was very worried about that in the uh, beginning when I was when I was going to start taking it. I was like super worried about that. But I took it, and um, it hasn't affected my creativity, which was my biggest worry. My biggest worry was like my creativity. Right, I was worried sure. that it was going, even though. It's not like it's not like my creativity is like some like just like I need to protect it. The thing is, when you're super depressed, it's not like you're actually that creative anyway. <laughs> like you know, when you're busy, like like I don't know what it's like for you, but I know yeah. for me, it's like it's a struggle to get out of bed and like oh, yeah, true. just finding for motivation to do anything. Very true. So it's kind of weird, just that idea of. But like, you think oh. that that is? You think that it's like it's helping you in 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 some like messed up way? I don't know if it's just like. You also, personally, for me, that's how I feel. I feel like, especially with the comedy thing, I feel like, oh no, you need to be the sad, super sad person all the time and, and like hate life and, and, and be cynical about everything. And, and then, but then you're, you're only writing like once every now and then. For me, that was my biggest thing in the beginning when I first started stand up was I wrote some good jokes and then it was like five minutes. And I was working pretty well at the time. And I just wrote that thing. And I was like super depressed at the time. And I didn't want to write. And I was just like smoking a bunch of weed and stuff. And I don't know what the point of this uh, story was. But <laughs> well, yeah. Just... You know, uh, in, yeah, in the, in the, yeah, in the office, there's this line. Uh, sometimes I start a sentence and I just figure out where I'm going along. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> I'm not a good podcast guest, dude. <laughs> it's fine. I think uh, the only people are going to listen to this anyway are the other guys from Not Quite Right anyway. Yeah, they're listening right now. Fuck them. <laughs> Who do you hate the most in the Not Quite Right crew? Definitely you. Oh, uh, that's a lie. You know it's well, Vinny. Okay, you're second. Okay, you 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 you're second. You're second. Yeah, Vinny's first, but that's just because he's an immigrant. Otherwise, uh. <laughs> People aren't going to get this whole Norm MacDonald uh, thing you're doing here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, dude. I'm being a Norm MacDonald regent right now. I mean, um, kind of. Like, you know, he would do similar things when it comes to <laughs> comedy. He would say something like that. Just being, just being super, super edgy. <laughs> but super edgy. Let's and talk like, about something else. I was going to say, but no, because I want to get into the whole Norm MacDonald thing. Because, yeah, it is like, it's edgy without being edgy, if that makes sense. It's like the pretense of edginess. Yeah, I think I get what you're saying. But, uh, it's you know, you know, it's difficult to write jokes, guys. Uh, I don't know if anyone's listening that's not a comedian right now. Sometimes it's, I don't know why, but it's difficult. It's difficult sometimes. You think something will work and then it doesn't. I don't know. That's also why, like, so uh, yeah, when you hear about like comedy rooms and stuff, and like you hear like these people writing like two hundred jokes a week and this and that, and I'm like, for what? <laughs> imagine, <laughs> just... 
writing 200 jokes a week. Yeah. For TV shows and shit. And like, it's like something like the daily show or whatever, you know, like, or not daily Mm. show, but like Seth Meyers, all those shows where like, they've got writer's rooms where there's like 15 people in there who are each coming with like 20 jokes a day, you know? Would you like to, would you ever take a job like that to be a TV writer in that capacity? I mean, yeah, I think. Because that would be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, I mean, it's less of an option here, like especially in Durban. I know if I was in Joburg, I'd probably have more access to that kind of thing. But yeah, like I, I would like the challenge. And I mean, you know, at the moment I'm not writing like 20 jokes a day, but I am like trying to be consistent and I'm trying to sit down and like, you know, just do like the techniques and stuff, like actual like joke writing, like stuff, you know, instead of just waiting for inspiration Mm. or because a lot of jokes that I do like do come up like in conversation and then, you know, spark hits or whatever. But I've also found just like actually like the other day on, well, it's kind of, yeah, a bit of inspiration, but also because I was in the right like zone of it, like because I'd been writing in that. I saw this video of this American guy trying out South African food and sweets and stuff. And then when he got to the Wilson's toffee <laughs> and just put it straight in his mouth and didn't even like you know, try warm it up or suck on it or anything like that. Like it reminded, like it inspired me basically. I was trying to think of that as a punchline. And then I was just thinking of like South Africans that have notable jawlines. And then we found Elon Musk. And so the joke uh, becomes, you know, Elon Musk might hate being from South Africa, but you can tell like that's a guy who grew up eating Wilson's toffees. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, so that one's not a very good joke. <laughs> you didn't laugh, so it's really. But but see, I I I'm trying to think about what Elon Musk's uh, jawline looks like. You see, I don't. I'm not a uh, a boomer. I don't pay attention to people's jawlines. Let me Google Elon Musk jawlines. Elon Musk jawline before and after plastic surgery journey. Oh what? I didn't even know that. I need to do more research. Maybe he was just chewing. Uh, Wilson's trying a lot of Wilson's. Yes, see that that was the joke that I made. That was well done. Thanks for so, thanks for ruining it. I felt good about that. Sorry, my vape. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, my vape. Excuse me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so what else are you talking about? Uh, how was India? Since uh, yeah, you you you're talking about vaping, and you were you don't need to vape in India since the air there is a vape. Yeah, but I still vaped in India. I couldn't help. It. You so, vaped on the fucking plane. I vaped on the plane. I couldn't help. It. Vapes I'm on a plane. A that could be <laughs> Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. There's vapes on a plane. Oh, that's okay. That's gonna be a sketch. We need to make that. That's so funny. Vapes in remake. Anyway, yeah, I was vaping. So I was vaping. I went to India. And I had two vapes on me, and then I ha- I was I was hiding one somewhere, and I was hiding another one somewhere. And then I got through, I got into India with the vapes, and I was pretty happy about that. And then we were taking like connecting flights inside India, and someone one of the guys found my vape and he took it, and then I was very sad. And then when we went to the next place, I was like super desperate to get a vape, and I like almost like. Killed, like I was like ready to murder someone for a vape. Right? I was ready to get like banged up abroad for a vape. So <laughs> I was like, so I went, I went 
I was like Googling places where I can buy a vape in India. And, and the thing is vapes, I'm such a bad comedian. So vapes are illegal in India. That's the, the so first you, thing I'm going to tell you. You could have started off with that. Yeah. Cause I didn't know that. So I'm like, why are you smuggling in vapes? <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I'm such a stupid idiot. But okay. Vapes are illegal in India. So they confiscated my vapes. I, I, and I, I had to figure out where I can buy a vape in India. So I, I was like Googling around. And I noted a lot of like scam places that would like say they have vapes, but they don't really have vapes. Then I went on Reddit, right? Reddit, the old, old trustworthy Reddit. Guys, if you don't use Reddit out there, like if anyone's listening, Reddit is a fucking goat tool that they can do. You can find anything on Reddit. If you Google, if you Google yeah. anything and you put the word Reddit at the end, you will, it'll answer your question. Whatever you're looking for, it'll answer. Yep, that has become the way to find stuff like that actually is helpful yeah. now that the internet's been ruined by like search and SEO and fucking yeah, just Google in general. Like now you just gotta yeah, like like I'm gonna I mean Reddit's also if, trash, if but it's useful. Something. Yeah, it, or Reddit's like accessible, but I, I, I like it because it's useful. Like if I wanna buy like a watch, for example, or like some sort of piece of technology, I can go and look at different reviews and stuff online and it's just like one person's opinion on all of these uh different uh websites but if you go on reddit and you see all the upvoted comments you know you know it's, it's a lot easier to uh, make decisions anyway i went on reddit and i found an india subreddit or like a mumbai subreddit and the guys told me if you go by this one restaurant there's this one uncle who has a shop and uh <laughs> over there and there's a shop there and and you can buy a vape from him but now you got to vape in, in private though. You got to like hide your vaping because <laughs> that's a pretty noticeable to- like thing to do. I, I didn't care. I was vaping in public. I, 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 once I had it, I, I just pretended like I was like invincible. In, but there's so many people in India. People don't really care like about the small stuff, you know? So uh, I went and I bought this vape from this uncle. He had the small little shop next to a restaurant. I took an Uber there by myself in the middle of India found this uncle he has like this little shack shop smallest little shop ever and asking for vapes and then he hands it to me like under the counter and then i try to like open it and take out the packaging he's like no 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 not today put that thing in your pocket and walk away from it it was like the worst vape i ever smoked in my life it was so bad uh but i did it i did it i'm not proud of it but i did it hey man when that craving hits you know Hey, dude, I can't help it. Vaping is such an important thing in my life, dude. Like, I, uh, I remember one of my goals that I told myself last year, uh, near the end of the year was I want to have 20 minutes of material on vaping. And I don't know why, but I just want to do it. And, and I, and I feel like vaping has such a big part in my life that I need to do it. Like, you know, to pay homage to vaping. Cause sometimes, dude, sometimes if I, if I don't vape in a while and I hit that vape, it's like uh, it's like heaven has you know like washed over my body. Feels like 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 the vape clouds aren't just like vape. It's it's like it's not just nicotine. It's something else. You know, it's like heaven. I feel so like grateful to be on this earth where vapes are like a thing. You know, like I'm like I'm <laughs> so <laughs> dude. Like I've been watching a lot of videos about the medieval times and like how people's lives were back then. And it really makes you uh, appreciate your life because in the medieval times, shit, dude, those people were living like the worst life possible. It's like so disgusting. And 
and when I went to India and I bought a vape, it, it felt like I was in the medieval times and I was vaping. <laughs> so why'd you go to India? What was the deal? Cause like you said something in the group about like it being a spiritual thing, but no, not really. I, I had like a joke about it being a spiritual yeah. thing, but it wasn't okay. really, it was like, it is like you Indian, you go to India to look at the spiritual stuff and to shop and to like sightsee and stuff and like just see what could have been, you know, that's, that's Indian people from South Africa. Like going to the like, motherland. Oh, this could have been me, you know? <laughs> yeah. This could have been me. This like, this dude, you know, like I have such a, I have such a, uh, I don't know what, some sort of complex or something where I think of myself in like the worst way. And I will like, yeah, you got a very negative self. I'm trying to like work through it. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I always like, feel like I'm like two steps away from being like a homeless person. I don't know why, but when I see a homeless person, I really like connect with them. I feel like, like we're, we're together. I don't know, why, but I, I really, for some reason I connect to homeless people. <laughs> Dude, I really like, say, like, like, spirit, I <laughs> like that yeah. is two offensive like things you like together me. there. Uh, but yeah, no, fully dude. Like I relate to you so, there. Like uh, so when you go to India, yeah, dude, when you go to India and you look at all these, like, all these people suffering, you're like, you're like, oh my gosh, this could have been me. You know, but, and then you're like almost grateful for your, uh, great, great, great grandfather and, and grandparents. And their indentured labor. To take that shit, to sign that, yeah, to become an indentured laborer. Like, you're almost happy that it happened. That's the messed up thing. Because shit, dude, I could not live there. Like, it's, it's wild there. So what you're saying is that Helen Zilla had some points uh, when she said that, you know, colonialism has its good points. Okay, Bob, we're going to, we're going to, what we're going to do is we're going, Vinny, just, uh, I need you to screen whatever, uh, just screen capture that voice recording and (laughs) post it on all the socials. Yeah. Well, that's part of, that's going to be part of the super cut. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway. I'm just thinking of who is going to be so motivated <laughs> with hate to make a super cut of your podcast. Who's going to listen to every episode of your podcast and I'm take good. out every word? I'm so like lucky that like, yeah, people might hate me. Like they might not necessarily fuck with me like that hard or whatever. But those people just don't listen to my shit. They don't like, they just don't engage with me at all. It's amazing. Like yeah. people used to like yeah, yeah, yeah. hate watch me or do whatever. But these days, yeah, I don't have to stress about that. So now it's just all, you know, the work, uh, the work elite who listen to this podcast who can take me down. Who's the work elite that listen to this podcast? Yeah, I don't know, bro, but they're, they're out there. Tubbs. Tubbs. <laughs> Tubbs. Tubbs and Liam. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, no, India was, India was a, it, it's a beautiful place. Like, I'd definitely go back, but we, we traveled to a lot of different cities. There was a lot of traveling and a lot of, uh, Going all over the place, like if if I, there's certain cities that I went to that were like really nice, and I definitely go back there. Very calm, calming, and beautiful scenery, and very like spiritual vibes. Even though I'm not, I'm not a spiritual person at all, uh, or religious or anything, but uh, you definitely, I don't know. You you sometimes you're like shit. Like these people, these people are like uh, believing in God, but look at the, the standards they live in. You know, it's kind of sad, but. It makes you not want to believe in God. I wrote a joke about it. <laughs> I mean, this is Western imperialism has clearly, you know, infected your brain. 
Why? Because <laughs> you're you're like looking at like uh, India and being like, oh, you know, this isn't as good as you know in South Africa where things are so great. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, I I I couldn't wait to come back to South Africa, but uh, obviously South Africa is not perfect, right? Obviously, but. but you think that's why people go on holiday to India so they can be like, oh, I'm so lucky to be in South Africa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you a lot of people do that. I definitely did that. I used their suffering to my advantage. So, uh, yeah, definitely. But um, you know what's funny is like a lot of older Indian people like to go to India. And, you know, you, you when you ask a lot of younger Indian people, uh, who've been to India, or yeah, people in general, younger people who've been people, younger people in general who've been to India, they'll tell you like the truth about it. Like, you know, there's a lot of scams going on, whatever. It's so dirty. This that. Kind of. When you talk to older people who've been to India, it, it's like they talk about how beautiful it is and how amazing it is, and and then you like dig deeper and understand why. I mean, that's white people. Oh, but 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 Indian people in specific, when you when you dig deeper and you find out why they like India so much. It's because there's more Indians there. They want to be around the Indian people. That's why they like India. That's why people like going to India, Indian people. A lot of Indian people like going to India because there's Indian people there. I mean, and, uh, that makes sense. I don't know why. Yeah, it makes sense, but fuck, dude. Like, those aren't the Indian people that I grew up with. Those are some people that, those guys are not Naidus and Woodleys. Uh, because I mean, also like, yeah, if you look at the Indian cricket team and you look at their surnames, <laughs> they're quite different to Indian surnames yeah. here in South Africa. So I guess that also comes from, you know, the families that did move over and stuff. And like, yeah, certain names yeah. got passed on and certain names like stuck around. Whereas, yeah, in India, those names aren't necessarily all that common. Whereas here, it's like, yeah, there's lots of Nadus and stuff like that. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can just change your name and stuff. You don't have to do a shit, bro. Like when, when uh, I know a lot of, hey, brother, olden days were a wild time. You know, like back in the day, like my family used to do weird shit. Like they used to like, sometimes they'll just like give away children. <laughs> like, you know, like if you go, if you go, if if like your one uncle, if your, if your brother comes to your house and he's like, hey, uh, give me a son. You got too many here. Let, let me just have this one here. I'll, you can work for me when he gets older or something. I always wanted a son, so let me just have your boy. And then you grow up, you never even know we are, we are real parents. Are. Meanwhile, they're like right there next to your house. I don't know. Are you, are you trying to tell us something here? What? Like, you know, about your... Oh, no, I definitely... I don't know. I I, I definitely... Uh, I need to do a 23 and, uh, <laughs> or whatever that thing answers to your just to check. I need to check. But how is your relationship with your parents? Because it sounds like, you know, your dad and you probably had a decent time growing up since you were with them on the weekends, hanging out and stuff. Who told you that? What you did. You to? <laughs> did you speak to my dad? No, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my, my, my dad had... Uh, no, not really. I don't know. I have like a kind of a strained relationship with my father right now. It's always been like that ever since my parents got divorced. But I mean, I did like hang out with them a lot when I was younger because that's just because I had to. Once I got older, I stopped really. You know, it's it's it's, it's fucking tiring, bro, to go up and down between houses and families. And so uh, when yeah, did that happen? When I was like in grade three. Oh wow, damn! That's like nine, yeah, quite nine a, years old. That's quite a formative fucking age. 
Tell me about it, bro. <laughs> so is this a uh, part of the therapy session, <laughs> I guess? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, you're supposed to ask me. Like, how does it? How does it make you feel? Makes me feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, like, with therapy and that. I'm always like, what am I meant to say? Like, it made me feel shit. It made me feel angry. It made me feel frustrated. I already know this about myself. Like, I'm the one experiencing all this fucking shit. But I guess it's nice to know that someone else cares. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think therapy helps because uh, you can sometimes get answers to things that you do in your life that you're not really sure why you did it. You know, sometimes... You don't feel like you're in control all the time. You know, sometimes you go into like this autopilot mode in life sure. and then you start doing things that you maybe didn't want to do. Yeah, just like certain things, bro, whatever it could be, uh, making a mistake or making a mistake and knowing you're making a mistake and still doing it, all that type of shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, that sounds like addiction shit. It's like, you know, I know for myself, like, you can feel like a fucking loser sometimes when you're like, Oh, I'm not going to do coke tonight, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then it's three in the morning and you're like three bags deep. Yeah. And you're just like, I'm a fucking loser, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been there. But uh, yeah, no, no, Bob, I don't know. Dude, it's like, uh, yeah, my, my, my family relationship, I, I stick to myself. I'm a guy who sticks to myself. If you, if you don't like force it out of me, I'm not really talking to anyone about it. Yeah, I mean, it's not something you've really spoken about very openly. No, no, not even that, dude. Like when people find out I do stand up comedy, I they they always get shocked. Like, they can't believe it. Like, you actually try to you, you can make people laugh, but I think it takes me. It makes it takes a while for me to make people laugh uh, in my personal life uh, because I have to get used to them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know where's the line anymore. Yeah, with my family, I know when I started doing comedy and stuff, they were all shocked. They were like, "What?" But you're so quiet. And I was like, "Only around you." Yeah, <laughs> like, everyone else sees me as you know, a fucking chatty Kathy. Like people want me to shut the fuck up half the time. And but like when I'm around the family, it's like, yeah, yeah they didn't necessarily foster an environment that made me feel like open to sharing my ideas with them. Feel that. Feel that. Yeah, like my mom was like dope, but yeah, the rest of the family, yeah, slightly less uh, open-minded. Yeah, I heard this uh, this comedian had this joke about family. It was like, why do we, would you even hang out with your family if you weren't like related to these people? <laughs> if you weren't related, would you hang out with them generally, like on a normal day-to-day basis? And I was thinking about like people in my family, like them, I'll have serious with people in my life. Yeah, no, I've thought about that a lot. Like, I really have. Like, I've always been like, if these people weren't my family, I would not want to fucking be here right now. Especially Christmas lunch, you know. That's a, it's a time where I'm very much like, fuck, I wish I was somewhere else right now. I wish I hadn't cooked all this food for these fucking, you know, I'm not even getting too much into this. There's certain members of my family who, yeah, they just annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> this is my therapy session now. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the I'm the patient now. Uh, Get over yourself. But it's also, I mean, it's kind of cliche to be a comedian as a product of divorce. You know that, right? What must I do, dude? Must I tell my parents to get back together? <laughs> must I tell them to undo their divorce? <laughs> I can't help it if I'm a cliche. I'm a walking cliche. So I'm such an embarrassment. 
but them getting back together uh, help you <laughs> relieve some trauma if they had to do it now. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would like like build up more trauma. It's like, was it me? It was me. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we start crying. Uh, it's fine. We bottle all of that up and turn it into jokes. But yeah, how has comedy like affected things when it comes to stuff? You know, like depression and that. Because, like you were saying, you worked. You know, you were doing comedy whilst going through a lot of it. And I mean, I assume you still are to some degree. Yeah. So, is it helpful? Yeah. Is it not helpful? Uh, it's a tough question. Someone's uh, asking that before, and. Uh, by the way, I is it? The, wait, just one second. Is there like thunder and stuff around you there? Because whenever you're talking, it's like making weird noises. Yeah, there is thunder. Okay. Okay, then that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. It's raining outside. Yeah, no, that, um, that's fine. Yeah. So, what was your question? Fuck, what was my question? Um, yeah, how's See. comedy? Like, you know? Like, how? Oh, how do, I don't know if it helps. It helps. It helps, but it helps like I think it helps in a in a way that's uh maybe not ideal uh long term maybe, but it definitely helps help makes you feel good I'm sure you get you know right yeah <laughs> I'm imagining who's listening to this right now, and I'm like, I'm sure all you guys could imagine it feels good, but you know all this like just that's what i'm saying literally that's you you only have comedians listening to you right now anyway <laughs> yeah so anyway uh yeah comedy is help but i also think it, it doesn't help in some aspects i'm sure you could uh, agree with that like it it makes you feel good but it's like a rush and you know it's like kind of like an adrenaline rush it also it's also very depressing it's not really it's probably better for someone who is more stable has a stable personality someone who can handle uh, uh, the ups and downs a lot better because when you die, it hurts, bro. It hurts. <laughs> and when you, when you do well, it feels amazing. And it probably uh, shouldn't feel, you should, probably shouldn't be that excited as you are when you kill. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, oh, there's that validation I've been wanting my whole life. Yeah. But it's fun. It, I think writing is cool. Writing about is, is, is good for you and stuff, but yeah, I don't know. It's like an instant gratification thing. Is it really good for you? I don't know. What do you think? I don't think it probably, I don't think it's like that great for you. The thing is, it's not really instant gratification though, because it is like a whole thing of like, you know, you've written this joke, you've thought about it, you've edited it. Like, you know, it's usually a couple of days even before you try it. And then, yeah, you get that gratification on stage and that feels amazing. But it is also, yeah, it's like a high that we're always chasing that never satisfies you enough. Yeah. It's like, uh, I don't know, dude. it's pretty awesome though. I love it. I, I really do uh, like it. It's because it's something I've always wanted to do. So I'm happy that I'm doing something about it. So whether it takes me anywhere or doesn't, uh, you know, it's like uh, chasing a dream. Oh, it's like uh, conquering something personally. Yeah, I guess yeah. as someone who's seen as shy and who also sees himself as shy, getting on stage, what's, what was that like? What inspired you to do it the first time? Because yeah, I imagine it might have taken some guts. I've always wanted to do it. But from when? Since... Oh, it, took, it took a lot. Oh, dude, since since I was like a child, child. Ever since I saw the first Russell Peters, like uh, uh, whatever DVD was going around back in the day, the one that Carmony put in a top five, yeah. uh, whatever it was called, right? So uh, that Russell Peters special 
It was like the first stand-up I've ever seen. My father was a big fan of stand-up comedy. He used to have all like the DVDs and stuff. He introduced me to like Pablo Francesco. I remember all like that. Yeah. Uh, Go to the chopper. Yeah, he would do the impressions and stuff. I saw him here yeah, in and, Durban uh, at the playoffs. Really? Yeah. Like he did the exact same yeah, sets that? that you could see on Comedy Central. Literally the exact same jokes. That dude literally had one set and he traveled the world with it. Hey, dude, all power to him, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not a hater, dude, that's, that's fucking wild. <laughs> that's pretty amazing, to be honest with you. But, uh, <laughs> that's like having greatest hits, like songs, like, <laughs> like you can just go all over the world and just like do the same songs over and over. I mean, that's how the old school comedy vibes did actually work. I mean, you know, like guys like Andrew Dice Clay or whatever, you know, controversy noted, yeah. I guess, <laughs> like, but, you know, yeah. guys like him. People, you know, the crowd would be saying the punchlines along with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Andrew Dice Clay was more of a like a cultural sensation type. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, yeah. tells you a lot about America. Even like, even Seinfeld was like, uh, I know he didn't release uh, specials. Um, well, no, even I'm telling you these jokes for the last time, and then he does some of the same jokes on another fucking special. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I'm telling you this. Yeah. Telling these jokes really for a guy who apparently writes jokes every day. It's weird how few he comes up with. <laughs> That's just me being shady. Uh, you know who? You know who inspires me as a comedian who? is Jimmy Carr, bro. I don't know how you feel about Jimmy Carr. Yeah, like I feel like um, I feel like that guy. That guy works hard. Bro. He does. That Have guy, you read his book? You just tell you. I haven't read it. I must read it. It's fine. Like it's, I don't even know yet. It's but like yeah, like it it's it's fine. Like it tries a bit. He tries a bit too hard to be funny constantly throughout it, which gets a little annoying because you know he he's also he's only got like mm. one style of joke, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my only criticism of him is I like I mean I grew up loving Jimmy Carr and I still have a lot of respect for him in that, but I do find him to be a little bit one note, you know, like not. Like then, no, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, but I, I mean, I still enjoy him. It's like you know, he's like David Copperfield almost. It's like you know, I know this, I know how this magic show is kind of going to go and how it's going to be presented and that. But it's like, hey, it's still a magic trick. It's like it's like Jackass. It's like watching Jackass. Like you know, <laughs> you know what you're going in for. It's nothing groundbreaking, but you're going to enjoy it. You're going to have a good time. I don't know how you feel about Jackass, by the way. Oh, I love Bob, Jackass. Bob, Bob has like an opinion about it. So I have to just watch. <laughs> you saw I mentioned Jackass. You're like, fuck those guys. Johnny Knoxville came to Durban once and <laughs> said he was going to do the Winston. I mean, those guys definitely have uh, been to South Africa and probably have been in Durban. <laughs> yeah, probably. Wild Boys. Dude, I, you know, on Wild Boys like this, was actually I, here uh, in South Africa. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, they were here. They just as was uh, animal. Yeah, I went to the um, Lions. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> You know, it's a, a pretty funny thing, right? So when I was younger, when I was in high school, my friends, you know, you go and hang out by the mall and you just like walk around by the mall and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so my, one of my friends and I were doing that. And then we went into game, right? And game had uh, these big bins of DVDs, clearance, you know, like 10 rand. Oh, yes. Lot of DVDs, right? That's what yeah. my DVD collection's made up of. <laughs> so, uh, so... I we went over there. We were looking, and we found two Steve O DVDs, right? Steve O DVDs. Oh wow! And we were like, "Oh, this is weird. This is interesting. This is weird. Like, what? What is this about?" So we each bought one, and we were like, "Okay, we're gonna go home, and we're gonna watch this DVD, and uh, and we're gonna, you know, we'll, we'll report back to each other what we saw the next day." 
at school and we do I went and watched this thing and it was one of the wildest fucking videos I've ever seen in my life, bro. Like it was insane. It was like it was like all home videos of Steve O just and his like crew, like a lot of behind the scenes, like outrageous, like drunk, drugged up behavior, people like taking shits on the wall. You know that type of shit. The shit it's the fan like, thing. Like, uh, well that's in the new one, but yeah. <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. They just took a shit. Some guy just like, it was like all behind the scenes, uh, video. Like, you know, like a skateboarder, like that skateboarder lens type of Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, for like, sure. And it felt like, yeah, it felt like it was a skateboarder video the whole time. And it was just the most disgusting shit you've ever seen in your life. And like Steve O trying to like, uh, basically like rape these girls who were like, who were like, who looked questionably young. Hey, it was weird. The next day I went to my friend, uh, uh, we went, we met each other at school and we were like, did you watch a video? And I was like, yeah. And he said, yeah. And uh, we're like, that was the most shocking thing I've ever seen in my life. But, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. That's my game story. I know you wanted a game story. Yeah, no, like I've heard Steve-O's got, you know, a new special out. I haven't seen it yet. Because like, he's also one of those guys that does get gross. You know, like I'm not into like gross. I'm into pain. Pain is cool. <laughs> like I like when they hurt. Yeah, 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 yeah. He always, always, always like shit involved. Yeah, I like Johnny Knoxville and that type of... Exactly, like, you uh, know. Like there was... They, dude, this guy in the video, he was just doing like these nitrous oxide cartridges. He was just getting fucked up on these cartridges, dude. And, and it was so crazy to see like as a high school I was like, This is weird. What drug is this? Look at how insane he's behaving. Yeah, I wonder if they've ever, like, because I know, like, you know, a lot of them have had their own journeys with uh, addiction and recovery and all of that. But I wonder how they feel about how much they influenced, like, millions of people around the world to do things that they probably shouldn't have. Like, their legacy is that some kid like you saw nitrous oxide being done and was like, how do I get that? And then they became a crack addict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll get there one day. Maybe one day you'll have that influence. I don't know. Yeah. Can live up to the example. Yeah, as you're gonna say. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, yeah. So for me, uh, I love, I love. We we'll talk about Shumika. I, I really think that guy works super hard and it's super like inspiring. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, I mean, he used to be an oil executive, or not an oil executive, an ad guy, I think, for Shell, and then he had like a whole, really? yeah, and then he had a whole thing of like. You know, why the fuck am I doing this with my life? And then, yeah, 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 that religion thing as well. Religion thing? I mean, yeah, he, wasn't he like super religious and then he just had so many like anti religion jokes? He like stopped believing in God. I remember that was like, you know, this was this was before his face. It looks like he got like plastic surgery. Or he something. did. He talks about it. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. This was before that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's also, I don't know. I feel. I don't know. I, I hate that people feel the need, you know, to get past surgery just to keep trying to look young when it's like you don't. You just look like someone stretched your face back. Like, that's it. Like, you don't actually look younger. Yeah. <laughs> you look like an old guy trying to look young in the weirdest way. Jimmy Carr is like British. So why does, why is he trying to look young? You know, British, British people, all the Brit, all British comedians, you know, they always end up getting like these old motherfuckers. Yeah. John Cleese. Okay. Who else? Say another problematic name. I was watching name. that. Huh? I was going to say, say another problematic name. Like J.K. Rowling. And J.K. Rowling. Uh, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. I read all the books. Right now. 
and still to this day. Dude, I separate the art from the artist. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's meant in a completely different way to the way people use it, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, dude. When I, when I, I remember when I was first reading Harry Potter books and I was like in grade, I think I was in grade six or something. No, no, grade, grade. I was like, I was like eight years old or seven, nine. I don't know. But uh, when I first started reading it, I uh, immediately became transphobic. <laughs> I don't know if that's because of what I'm... but yeah it's uh, it's in the text there bro it's the subtext <laughs> yeah oh fuck oh, no it sucks that like someone like her like has ruined her own legacy and even someone like John Cleese and that's so, like it does it does suck when, like, you grow up with art. Like, I mean, I had, you know, when I was younger, I liked Harry Potter and shit as well, of course. I mean, obviously, I thought Artemis Fowl was cooler, but, you know, it was dope that, like, lots of people liked Harry Potter and people got into it and people were reading and stuff like that. And, yeah, it's just kind of tragic that, like, these people yeah. who you grow up with and you admire, but you don't really know who they are, you know, you just like their work and stuff. And then they just decide to have some very interesting fucking opinions. <laughs> you're just like huh oh fuck okay like someone like John Cleese who created like you know some dope fucking comedy like Monty Python is clearly some of the greatest shit of all time and you're like but you're a fucking yeah. asshole it's like what's a Patrice O'Neill with the I don't even know what what, what, did, what did he do I don't even know what... oh, let me just John Cleese controversy quickly and see which is the latest one he's just always saying like weird shit about you know the youth these days where it's like, oh, you know, they well, can't well. take a joke and this and that. Don't like, yeah. Oh, 40 Towers Love. Wait, uh, I just put please controversy. Like, I remember a few years. You don't like 40 Towers, right? Oh, God, no, not at this point for sure. Yeah, so John Cleese criticized for tweets about trans folks, um, plant slavery controversy explored. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, faces backlash. Slavery controversy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice guy. He's such a nice guy. No, no. Like, as he's gotten older, he's become quite curmudgeonly. So it's actually just like, it's kind of tragic that these people who you grew up with and their work is actually foundational for you. Like someone like, for me, Dave Chappelle is, you know, I've got half-baked on DVD. You know, he's someone who killing them softly was fucking foundational for me. But I struggle to even go back to the old work now and enjoy it as much. Like, I mean, I can still kind of enjoy Monty Python and that. But even when you find out, like, just a lot of those stories and that, it does, for me, like, it does kind of take some of the enjoyments out of it. Yeah, look, I, I feel you. Personally, I'm not the biggest, uh, I don't really, uh, I don't know what's the right way to put this, but I don't really pay attention to that type of stuff. If I hear about something, yeah, maybe. But I'm also, uh, whatever. I, I still find I still find Monty Python extremely funny. I was watching Life of Brian the other day. I still find uh, uh, Faulty Towers extremely funny. I think that's one of the funniest fucking things that has ever been made, Faulty Towers. Faulty and, Towers? Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you've got a colonized mind, my friend. You've got a colonized mind. I don't know, dude. I grew up watching Forty Towers, so 
it's kind of maybe it holds a, a dear place in my heart but um yeah i don't know I, I don't really pay attention to that type of stuff personally like i i i i'll just sit in and i'll watch the art i don't really care about uh because that's like you dude there's so many guys do you like watch woody allen movies i mean i don't really watch woody allen movies because i'm not i mean not anymore like that a, i mean that guy's a freak bro that guy's a freak Yeah, that's the thing. Like it does take like that's a prime example. Like you watch any whole like nowadays knowing what you know about that dude, it changes it. What about this, right? So Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. Ultimate example, Michael Jackson. People love Michael Jackson. Yeah. I I like my I like they love his music, they love him. I liked his music. I thought it was pretty cool. Not really my type of vibe, but it was very nice, you know, when you're younger and stuff. catchy yeah. music and stuff but but um people still his 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 music is still played on the radio and stuff like it's nothing dude i mean cuz brand still played on the radio i think exactly so i think uh, everyone knows that fucking michael jackson is a pedo but um allegedly people so so no but so uh <laughs> is he going to come back and sue us like in a thriller movie thriller video <laughs> but uh Dude, like, so is it? Is it that? So this is what I'm asking: Is it? Does it depend how good the art is that we, as a society, uh, give someone? I'm sure you've thought about. Isn't this this literally a Dave Chappelle joke? Is it? I think so. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is literally a Dave Chappelle bit where he talks about it. So it's just like, you know, Michael was so good that we were like, yeah, you can fuck some kids, (laughs) essentially. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Okay. Okay. All right. How talented do you have to be? (laughs) No, I mean, that is like, but I mean, that is the whole thing about like the whole idea when it even just comes to cancel culture in general, like cancel culture doesn't affect like big people. I mean, criminal stuff might, you know, someone like Harvey Weinstein wasn't canceled. He was put in fucking jail. That's a big fucking difference, you know, then like the public being like, Oh, that's the thing you did sucks. And then you go on and you carry on doing that thing and you make millions and millions and millions of dollars. Like if you're a smaller person in that, yeah, you can have your life totally ruined because you don't actually have enough support and you don't actually have the financial backing. So some random person on Twitter can have their fucking life ruined and their job taken away from them because of something that they said on there. But in general, like cancel culture as like a concept in the media, mm-hmm. like for big names and that, I don't stand to see it being like a real thing. There just aren't ever really fucking consequences if you are talented enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now you're just thinking I just need talented. to get more talented. Yeah, <laughs> I just need to yeah, then everything that will be exposed won't matter. <laughs> then no one needs to know that you're <laughs> on the Epstein list. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm definitely on the Epstein list, dude. I was the fucking I was one of the girls that they took over. <laughs> I thought I was a girl. <laughs> imagine, imagine I was in Epstein, dude, oh, dude. And then like Stephen Hawking showed up, and then he wanted to bang me. Oh my god! I was gonna say it'd be funny. Like you'd be one of the only person who went to Epstein Island and still couldn't get laid. No, dude, I'd get laid on Epstein. I'll, I'll sell myself, dude. Even if like, I, I, dude, if I, okay, I'd even let like uh, Donald Trump bang me. <laughs> I'd first go for if I'm on Epstein Island, right? 
I'm first going for uh, <laughs> fuck Mary Kill Epstein Island edition. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, going, I'm going for Stephen Hawking first, just to hang out a little bit. I don't so know, Mary, just to hang Stephen out. Hawking, Mary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stephen Hawking, Mary. And who else do we have? Uh, who's who's the other famous Bill Gates? Is it Bill Gates one of them? And I uh, think so. Who else? There's Bill Clinton. So Bill Clinton. Clinton is definitely a. Uh, you see, now I've got to think about. Uh, I got to think about my Microsoft Office. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll 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 fuck Bill Gates and I'll kill Clinton because Clinton <laughs> killed a lot of people, so he deserves it. But what about what about Trump? No, no. Uh, okay, okay. So we're doing Trump. Next is Trump. Trump. Now it depends on how late the night is. Obviously, the situation. But I think I'd I think I'd uh, I think I'd fuck Trump <laughs> just to see what it was like. Just so I had the story. You had Stormy Daniels. I eh? definitely could sell. I could definitely sell that book. Then who else is a big Epstein Island? Then, then there was like, there was like a lot of like. The, Wasn't Kate Blanchett on the fucking list? That was crazy. The, uh, Read, reading that hot. list was like. She hot? Pardon? Is she hot? Yeah, she's. Yeah, it's Kate. Do, do you don't know Kate Blanchett? That's crazy. I don't know. Who it is. I'll kill her though. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck this this podcast is gonna get us both put on lists you know that right as long as it's not on the Epstein Island list <laughs> the full list revealed Prince Andrew Prince Andrew uh, oh no that dude that is a definite definite kill bro. David Copperfield was there I'd, I'd, I'd marry David Copperfield I'd hang out with that guy he can teach you some tricks bro I you mean, ever, did you not he was doing tricks on the island yeah, a trick for a trick. That's what yeah, exactly. Oh, I want to hang out. If I was on Epstein's island, I'd hang out with. Uh, I'd hope to hang out with like someone, like maybe like the David Blaine, if he was there. That would be a fun guy to hang out with. I don't think that would be a fun guy to hang out with at all. Nothing about David Blaine has ever made me think this guy's a barrel of fucking laughs. Yeah, but he can do magic tricks to you. <laughs> That's fun. Where's the card? Check your ass. <laughs> Another South Park reference. Is this- <laughs> uh, David yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio was there. Oh no, I'll definitely I'll do all Richard Branson uh kill Michael Jackson definitely kill. <laughs> Kevin Spacey wait, see, wait, kill. Were all these people on the list or are these just now people that have allegations? I don't know, dude. It's like, who gives a shit? It's not like anyone's going to pay attention to us here. We're just uh, Noam Chomsky. <laughs> Noam Chomsky. <laughs> what is he doing there? Now someone's going to actually be like, wait, was Noam Chomsky on the fucking list? I saw it on a thing, dude. <laughs> shit. Oh, wow. That would be quite a... Yeah. I mean, he is a cunning linguist, so I guess, uh, yeah, that was okay. that was terrible. I'm gonna fucking kill myself. So Epstein was a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we have time for, folks. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to ask you about Hitler, but yeah, <laughs> fuck. Let's just yeah, let's just do all the conversations. So what do you want to know about Hitler? I want to know um, 
do you think Hitler's art, like, have you seen Hitler's art before? Do yeah, I've seen good? some of it. I mean, it was fun. Like, I think you he know. was a pretty good artist. He was better than I His am. paintings were okay. His art was pretty good. <laughs> Fuck, dude. What? <laughs> he had a way with things, bro. He was very precise. <laughs> You know, I was, I was, I was watching, uh, I was watching. We are towing a line so, that I love yeah. learning. I, I love, uh, I love listening to, uh, I love like painters, like listening to the lives of old painters who like died and stuff. You know, like uh, Van Gogh, Van Gogh, whoever. Right? Yeah. I just find it so interesting uh, to see these like hyper creative people, uh, you know, like go through life with so much pain and turmoil and weirdness and a lot of weirdness, right? So. Uh, one of my friends made me a t-shirt that has a picture of Salvador Dali on it. Cause I, when I was younger, I used to always love these paintings. And, yeah. uh, then my friend was selling a t-shirt with Salvador Dali on it and he made and I bought it. And then after I bought it, I looked, I watched a Salvador Dali video on YouTube and I realized that this guy is a crazy person. Like he was absolutely insane. Like he was, yeah, he used he to was have a pet auntie, so. than, dude, he was insane. He was like an insane person. Like he used to like you like like borderline raping people and stuff like that, like crazy oh, shit, bro. And I was like, damn, this guy is one of my favorite artists uh, in in the world, and uh, and even Picasso, bro. Oh yeah, I was Picasso was a cunt. About Picasso and that guy was also weird as fuck. Like, yeah, I mean, imagine my surprise when like I find out that like all the French philosophers that I dig, you know, signed a fucking thing that we're like, oh yeah, no, fucking kids is totally cool. It's actually like really good, actually. Like this happened in like the seventies, and it's like, oh wow, okay. Hey, dude, you get you need to get some new philosophers, bro. <laughs> you need to follow my philosophers: Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, <laughs> Andrew Tate, dropping their word. Yeah, Andrew Tate, Super Andrew Hicks. Huberman podcast. The ultimate podcast would be if Joe Rogan had Jordan Peterson, Andrew Tate, and Andrew Huberman. On the same point. Who else would be the, the ultimate? Uh, Lex Friedman. Uh, then you know, Russell Brand. Yeah, Lex Friedman. Russell yeah, Lex Friedman Brand and Russell Brand. Brand. Holy shit! That would be the fucking. That would actually break the internet, though. You know that that would be like the most viewed video of all time. And then Catwoman shows up. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he just starts insulting everyone. <laughs> it just becomes like a roast immediately. That would be the, oh, that would be amazing. We could, we could, we should try and do that as a skit. I don't know if you ever saw Tim Heidecker's what? fucking Joe Rogan podcast experience fucking skit. <laughs> so actually, yeah, let's finish this off talking a little bit about comedy and shit. Cause like, yeah, we've gone way off the fucking tracks here, but like, I feel people have gotten a taste of what's your uh, standup comedy is kind of like, uh, or at least your sense of humor is kind of like, I hope that they get that this is your sense of humor and not your actual, uh, <laughs> you know, beliefs. But yeah, so Norm MacDonald, like I was trying to get into earlier, I assume like guys like Norm yeah, MacDonald, yeah. Tim Heidecker and that, like, well, I know Norm MacDonald's like someone like you're a fan of. Yeah. I, I don't know who Tim Heidecker is. Um, you know, there's so many comedians out there. It's hard to keep up. But um, oh. yeah, for me, what? No, I was just going to say that's weird because like he's someone who... Like, I would imagine, yeah, you would really like, like, I mean, he's very sardonic and sarcastic and like, yeah, like very, yeah, you'll, you'll be into Tim Heidecker. Pardon? He passed away. 
No, no, no. Did he die? He's still alive. No, he's still got he's got a podcast oh. and everything called Office Hours. Okay. Which is quite fun. Check it out. Like he does an episode with Fred anyway. Armisen. Oh, oh, the guy who made Oh, Tim and Eric. Tim and Eric awesome show, yes. Okay, anyway, yeah, Norm MacDonald for me is like one of my favorite comedians ever, dude. Like, I genuinely, I like, I was so bummed out when that guy died. It was like, like, celebrity deaths don't affect me, but certain ones that uh, I felt like I've connected with in a weird way uh, mm. I've heard. Like, uh, and it's weird to say that, but it's true. Like, uh, when Anthony Bourdain died, I was like so sad for some reason. I don't know why. Nah, dude, that wouldn't affected me as well, bro. That was sad, bro. Because that, that guy was amazing, dude. That guy was amazing, bro. Like, the way he would connect food and history together in this, like, almost, like, like I don't know, dude, like, in, like, a short story-esque writing form. I don't know, but anyway, I'm bullshitting. I don't know what the fuck I was saying back then. But for me, when Norm MacDonald died, I was, like, super sad. And, uh... I watched a lot of him when I was in uh, university. He had a podcast at that time. Yeah. And it was very funny, very edgy, very super edgy, uh, super offensive, making, you know, like just the most edgy, but in in like a very... Uh, but it's tongue-in-cheek. Innocent way. Yeah, yeah, tongue-in-cheek, yeah. But um, yeah, dude, I, I've, I've, I've loved Norm McDonald stuff uh, for... for at least the past 10 years. Yeah, it's weird because like he's someone that like I knew of and that and like, you know, I thought it was pretty funny and that, but after he died, like I really <laughs> got into him a lot more and because of his podcast and that. So like there's so many clips on YouTube now and fuck, like I, yeah, I watch some of them or I listen to some of them and I fucking, I crack up so hard, dude. Like just the way he fucks with people is, it's beautiful. Yeah, he He was, he was like fucking with people just for himself. You know, like I was thinking about this. He was making himself laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he would he would mispronounce words on purpose. Constantly. Like instead of iron, he would say he would say iron. Instead of I iron, like to iron something, or like yeah. iron the metal, he would say iron. And uh, people would get like thrown off by that stupid shit like that. Which is which brings me to this, right? So I feel like as a comedian, the best thing you could do is make yourself laugh. Sometimes I feel like when I write a joke, right? And I'm like, okay, this year could make other people laugh, but it's not making me laugh personally. And yeah. um, when I find something that makes, that I enjoy and uh, I can uh, have fun with other people at the same time, it's like heaven, right? It's like the best feeling. Uh, when I can talk about vaping on stage <laughs> and, and like scratch that itch and still have people uh, laugh, uh, it it like blows my mind. I love that shit. But uh, I don't know what the point of what I was saying is. <laughs> I, I really do like Norm McDonald. I even got a tattoo in dedication what? to him. But, oh snap! What's the tattoo? Uh, it's just like a. It's like a. It's like a saying that he used to have. It's called. Uh, it's it, he used to call himself an old chunk of coal. It's really stupid. Yeah. But it, it's just something to. It's just something to remind myself. Of whatever tenants he brought to his life and and, and stand up comedy and stuff like that, I felt like that guy was like a super masterful comedian and uh, just like an artist in general. And I read, I listened to his audiobook and it's fucking amazing. It really is amazing. One of the best 
Oh, the completely made the book where he made everything up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. autobiography, but it's completely made up. It was pretty fun. But yeah, I think I've got that anyway. downloaded somewhere. I need to give it a it's read. Pretty, it's a pretty cool. Uh, it's a pretty cool listen. I won't lie. And he's he he does the delivery and, and I'll he read really it, delivers yeah. it well. I can't yeah. do fucking audio books, dude. Like, I, I, it's hard to find that book. It's hard to find that book. If you if you can find it, physical copy. Uh, let oh, me no, know. It's awesome. Like, I'm not gonna mention on like this platform exactly where I get my books from, but shout outs to Russia, you know, and shout outs to downloading things. <laughs> like that's all I'm going to say. Oh dude, like, you read, you read off the screen. I read on my phone. Yeah. Like especially biographies. Like how you do that, bro. Pretty easily. Just how, how you, do that? I feel like, like it's, it strains my eyes too much. Yeah. I mean, I've got reading glasses and stuff, so I use those, but yeah, I mean, especially when like, I'm on you the got toilet. Reading glasses. I've got reading glasses. Holy yeah. Shit. I've had them since high school. Like <laughs> the same pair. Well, I oh, saw it's 2019 vision, bro. Yeah, dude. I don't even know what that means. Like my eyes are one's 20 and one's 19. Like instead of 2020, you I'm should sure. know this. You have glasses. When the, when the, when the, when the pandemic happened. Yes, that's was exactly. Twenty twenty. Well, it was uh, COVID. Uh, yeah, no, I don't really, I don't, re- I don't really know uh, the, how the ear, the eye stuff works. I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> You're not an optometrist. <laughs> yeah, I'm not an optometrist. Okay, well, I just think it's time for us to say goodbye to Vinny and uh, Tibbs and <laughs> Liam and whoever else is listening yeah. now. So let's uh, yeah. ask the final question. Uh, this one is for all the marbles. What is a big mistake that you have learned an important lesson from? I knew you were going to ask me this question, but I forgot the question that I forgot. I knew there was a question you asked me at the end of the podcast. You ask everyone and I forgot what it was. And then I was too lazy to go and listen to one of your podcasts and listen to it and figure out what my answer would be. <laughs> so what was the question again? And that's all What's we the have biggest time mistake for, folks. From? No, Bob. <laughs> I have a question. I have an answer for this. Tell me the question again. Yeah, what is a big mistake that you've learned an important lesson from? Make sure you have enough vapes when you go to India. Yeah, well, that's a good one. Maybe, maybe like uh, a big mistake is that I've made recently is uh, being on the. I don't podcast. really make too many mistakes. I don't know. Don't uh, a big mistake. A big mistake I've had that I've made uh, probably like. Uh, do my do do. I should have done my homework, uh, more. So yeah, that that's probably one of them. <laughs> should have done your homework more, and then what? You wouldn't be a stand-up comedian. No, okay. I'll I'll, I'll say this here. Just trust my gut. I wish I did that more. Like uh, too too many times in my life, I've been too analytical about things and overthought things. So just like uh, going with the flow a little bit and uh, trusting myself, I think uh, is an important thing that. I'm still learning, but uh, I have learned in the past. Cool, fair enough. You see that? There we go. We got there. That was that was um, that was yeah. a good one. Okay, well, thank one. you. This has been thanks, Bob. A very awkward conversation, and uh, hasn't been yeah. made easier by the signal being <laughs> fucked up. So it just keeps uh, crossing over. But uh, yeah, man, thank you so much for your time. This has been fun. I'll probably see you yeah. on Wednesday. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Check your Wednesday. So that was a kill. I told you he's a funny dude. 
And uh, yeah, you can check him and myself pretty much every Wednesday at Ace's Pizza for the Not Quite Right Open Mac. And like I mentioned at the start of the show, on the 16th of February, we will be out at Noah's Pub uh, on the Bluff with Robbie Collins as your host. We've got Tibbs Doomy, we've also got Carmony, and then yeah, myself and Akil on that bill. You'll notice every single person there has been on this podcast. It's getting incestuous, baby. It's getting nepotistic up in here. Oh, what I got to talk to you about? Fuck, last night, uh, Jamie and I went for a date. We wanted to try something different. We wanted to try out a restaurant we hadn't been to. And, you know, I did my Googles and checked out some stuff and found this Greek restaurant. So I was like, ah, it's, it was between that and Dode. And, like, Dode is fucking amazing. But we were like, Let, let's do something different, you know. Like, trust me, you should go to Dode. If you're in Durban, fuck. Best pizza in Durban. Like, and that's actually quite a, quite a title. Because I think Durban has some amazing pizza places. But anyway, I digress. We go to this Greek place, and the service was amazing. I'm not going to tell you the name of the place or anything like that. Service was amazing. Great waiters, great staff, great, like, vibe. Terrible fucking food. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I had these stuffed uh, tomatoes that had mints and rice and stuff in it. And, listen, like, Woolly's dog food probably tastes about the same. (laughs) Like, it was... Not like that's the thing. Like I was just trying to figure out, like, am I the one that's fucking up here? Like, or is, is my flavor palette wrong? You know, is my reference point for this dish just incorrect? Was I just expecting different flavors? Like I was just expecting a bit more tomato, like you know, flavor from a stuffed fucking tomato. I was expecting a little more salt, maybe some pepper. So like, there's a lot of oregano. I could taste the fuck out of that. So yeah, and then Jamie got this chicken dish that was also just, you know, I could go to Big Joe's across the road here and get a quarter chicken and chips and be way more satisfied. So that was a bit disappointing. And we're wondering, because, you know, the place has some pretty decent reviews on that. And I was just wondering if maybe, like, we just got the wrong dishes, you know, like maybe their speciality is seafood, because I did see a lot of people that eating that. And we should have gone for that. So we might give the place another try. But fuck, it was, you know, the first time things have been disappointing when we've gone out to a restaurant for a while. Because, like, we've been, the cool thing is, so Jamie is from Cape Town. And so I've been showing her all the different things in Durban. You know, we tried different restaurants, different places. We try and do different things, like, every weekend, basically. And it's been amazing because the Durban culinary scene is actually fucking bang. Like, for real, there are some amazing restaurants here, some people doing some really cool things. There's also a lot of boring shit, you know, there's a lot of places that have the exact same fucking menus and don't even bring their own, like, flavor, their own style, their own creativity to it. Like, I get very, I don't know, it's weird, I'm becoming a bit, like, not a, like, food snob or whatever, but I'm just like, if you're going to be charging me big money for shit, or not even big money, but just money, you know, like, not cheap and you're just going to be doing like a basic ass fucking thing that I can do at home. Yeah, I'm not impressed. But if you come with some wild shit, like some crazy ideas, that's what I that's what I like about Dude, man. They've got some fucking unique flavors. They've got some interesting combinations on their fucking pizzas. Like <laughs> that's to me that's all points of starting a restaurant, right? Is to share 
your creativity, to share your love of food, your love of combining flavors. And yeah, for the most part, like I was saying, we're pretty lucky in Durban that there's quite a few spaces like that. Anyway, I don't really know, like much like a kill throughout the podcast. I don't really know what the point of that was. I guess, uh, yeah, sometimes you try new things and it sucks, but that shouldn't stop you from trying new things. Anyway, uh, it's time to give the shout outs. So for those of you who are new here, every week at the end of the podcast, I shout out the titular titles tier over at patreon.com. It's uh, the $10 tier. It's a top tier and you get to pick your title. So shout outs to Rousseau, the storage clerk of subtle heresies in the Lesser Overberg region. Russell Grant, the Far East correspondent. Neil Green, the key grip. Karan Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager. Kath Jenkins, the inevitable ruler of the universe and Queen Swifty. And Stephen Olafia, the executive producer. As always, I want to give a big thank you to Damien Root for the bed music you hear underneath me and the banging intro you hear at the beginning of each and every episode. And uh, lastly, but not leastly, shoutouts to you. I will catch you on the flip side.